and welcome to Fact Schmacks. It's the podcast good enough to get you a C. Minus. My name is Matt, and I have a story to tell. And my name is Kev, and as always, I have a story to interrupt. You know what? Like a tiny little bird, I think we're about ready to release that into the wild and no longer <laughs> grade it. Oh, I would hope so. <laughs> no longer grade it ep- uh, episode by episode how we are doing with our intro. And yeah, whether it I, I think we got any it down sense. pat now. I think we got it. We, uh, got, we got it. it. We got it. Oh, good. Goodbye to a good bit. Uh, so now, as, we'll, now we'll change it up. Yeah, we're going to find a new one. As always, uh, Kevin is going to start us off with our facts schmacks game. I sure am. Um, we'll lay it on me, baby. We're rolling into December here. I mean, we're in December. It's uh, mm-hmm. December 10th as we're recording this. So, of course, this is the time of year we're all thinking about the holidays. So do I have some what? Christmas facts schmacks for you? I certainly don't. However, <laughs> I do have some, like, holidays, I guess. Okay. Um, so, factor schmacked, the most common holiday celebrated worldwide in 62 countries on average every six days is, take a guess. The, uh, well, it would be this is the Sabbath, right? No. No, no. I, celebrated that's, that's every good. Good guess. Six days? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Independence from the British. <laughs> there's an... <laughs> there's an... Indi- oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, Canada Day, that's independence from the British. Sure. July 4th is independence from the British. Uh-huh. There's yeah, other I ones. Keep- I mean, that's all I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> every six... Okay. So every six days, there's on an average, independence day on, from the British. On, on a- average. On average. Oh, okay. So there are bigger gaps. It's just if you add them all up and divide it by the number of days in the year, it's going to be like one out of every six. That, is yeah, that sort of- and I wouldn't necessarily say that it is every six days. I, I don't know that. That's not a fact that I know mm. of. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, gotcha. Okay. Fact or schmacked. In Papua New Guinea, I, I have a hard time saying that, there's yeah. a day set aside for Christmas, but it's not December 25th. Oh, it's November 20th. All right. Okay. They just got their own thing. Yeah. And uh, Love it. how much do you know about the Chinese New Year? Oh, I know some things. Some things. Did you know that it triggers the largest annual migration with an average of three and a half billion journeys? Three and a half billion journeys. That's odd wording. So three and a half, that's too many. That's like, that's like every person in China going somewhere twice. Okay. Right? Is it? I don't know. Well, there's like one billion people in China. So if it's three and a half billion journeys I don't, to where? I don't know. Journeys to where? But you had so many details about the other ones. Uh, did I? Well, yeah, details about the first one, anyways. <laughs> this, uh, this show's always been classically lacking in the detail department, so. That is true. Okay, <laughs> what was the second one again? Sorry. Uh, in Papua New Guinea, there is a day set aside for Christmas, but it's not December 25th. It's November okay. 20th. It's November 20th, which is so believable. Why? But why do they do this? I don't know. We need, a, we need a ticker. Thing. 
<laughs> like a Jeopardy ticker. <laughs> Do I have a time limit? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so uh, we need we need we need as much content as we can get, even if it's dead air. And that first one, okay. So how many different countries would have to be liberated from the British Empire? It seems believable, but it just six seems too maybe too low. Every six days. Yeah, but on I mean, average, I, you know, I I would believe like every twelve days or every twenty four days or something. Well, I mean, every if you if you took sixty two six and divided days. it by three hundred and sixty five, I mean, I'm pretty sure the number would be not six, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 trueish. Um, hmm. All right, I'm gonna go with the third one being the schmacked. <laughs> I win. Oh, what was the okay. schmacked? The Schmacks was Papua New Guinea. It's Christmas, man. It's Christmas everywhere. <laughs> Christmas for wow. the W. <laughs> That's I, oh, that was that was a good one. I really <laughs> like that first fact. That was amazing. Yeah. So uh, interestingly enough, um, Papua New Guinea has an Independence Day. I'm assuming it's from the British. I didn't dig that deep. You know how I roll. Yeah. Uh, it's September 16th. Oh, okay. I would assume it's uh, independence from the British. But who knows? Maybe if you're out there listening and you live in Papua New Guinea, you know the Let answer. Let us know. Let us know. Say hi. You they can would hit have us been up on Papua New uh, Facebook and Twitter. South Pacific, right? It, it could have been from the Japanese in World War II, too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, like, no I idea. saw Independence Day for their holidays, and I was like, yeah, yeah it's good enough. I also saw Independence Day. It was nice, nice little Jeff Goldblum <laughs> number. It was a great movie. Great movie. Classic. Well, I mean, it was not a great movie at all, but. Well, I mean, for the time. It was a, so, block, it was a blockbuster. So I want to talk about, we're going to mercifully get away from science here. Uh, and I want to talk about something. This, this does involve numbers, though. Something called the birthday paradox. This is Matt's musing, of course. This this is Matt's musing. Okay. You're in a you're in a group, and there's 22 other people in that group, and you're talking to people, and the subject of birthdays comes up, and wouldn't you know it? You share a birthday with one of those 22 other people, and you think, oh my god, that's that's amazing. That's a that's a real coincidence. So my question to you is, do you think that is a really amazing coincidence? That you, out of 22 people, you're likely to 23 share, people. 23. That there's, yeah, that there is a birthday in common between sure. those 23 people. Uh, you know, our, our listener, uh, our main listener and I share a birthday. There we go. And yeah. you've got certainly less than 22 friends. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We have less than 22 <laughs> listeners. So there you go. <laughs> Right there. I, uh, I think it's right 100% there. plausible. 100% plausible, but do you think it's likely? <clears throat> Just I mean, got reaction. Don't think about it too much. I think it's possible. I don't think it's likely. I think it's possible. Okay. All right. So the number 23 isn't just a number that's randomly pulled uh, out of one's anus. That's the number where it becomes at least 50% likely to happen there's at least a 50-50 chance that that's going to happen in a group of 23 people. So 50% of the time, it works 100% of the time. You're right. <laughs> and the reason that that's, that that's a paradox, it's not really a paradox at all. Statistically, it's just something that makes 100% sense. But we don't think about statistics 
um, innately as people. We've got a really good grasp of like adding things together. But when it comes to, to some of the weirder parts of statistics, we're just not really that in tune with how they work. Like For example, when most people think about that problem, you start to think about, okay, so 23 people, you know, they're each comparing birthdays. So what is that like? you know, 40 chances at a, you know, at a slot machine that has a one in 365 chance of, of winning. Uh, and that's actually not the case. It, it doesn't work like that. They stack on top of each other. They don't just double like that. So, you know, the first person has to compare his birthday against 22 other people. The next person compares their birthday against now 21 other people because they've already compared their birthday with the first person. The next person compares their birthday with 20 other people and so on and so on down the line. It winds up being that rather than, you know, being like, you know, 40 or, or however many pulls at the slot machine with a one in 365% chance of hitting a jackpot, it's actually there's 253 pulls at that slot machine by the time you factor in all these 23 people, making it 50% or more uh, likely that two people will share a birthday in that small of a group. That's fascinating. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's really neat. I know uh, another uh, statistical fact that uh, I think it was like six out of five people don't understand fractions. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah there's, three, right. there's three types of people, those who can count and those who can't. <laughs> so that's your musing for the day that's my music for the day just right. isn't aren't statistics interesting and and boy aren't they counterintuitive to the way we think about the world most of it, the time it is kind of neat sometimes when you when you hear the the odds never tell me the odds never tell me the odds so we're uh, uh, we're gonna add a little uh little extra segment in here um so if you haven't figured <clears throat> if you haven't figured out Yet, yeah, if you're a listener, um, Matt does very in-depth research for every <laughs> show. Like, I mean, scholar-worthy. Uh, I myself, I don't even know what the topic is until he tells me. Like, I have no idea what we're talking about today, much like the listener. Um, and probably by the end of the show, I also <laughs> won't have any idea what we're talking about today, much like the listener. Uh, but one of the things is... Um, you know, because of that, when I when I say something, it's it's kind of it's like Swiss cheese. Like I found the piece of cheese with the information on it. Uh, there's just a lot of holes in it. So last week we talked about um, nuclear bombs and radiation, and and I gave some some wrong information. So I just like to kind of clarify a little bit of that. So last week I said a uh, sievert and a rem had like a factor of ten. Well, I was mm -hmm. I was ten times wrong. It's a factor oh, it's of 100. So oh, wow. One sievert equals 100 rem, which I now, and then the other thing I was wrong about is saying 100 rem was fatal. I believe 100 rem, and I might be doing another callback to this later. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the threshold where you can get like radiation sickness, but death. But you might live. Death from radiation. So it, the, the number is an expected death of 50% of the people within 30 days. The threshold for that is 400 to 450 rem or four to five sieverts. So the fatal dose for half the population, I guess, so some people will die, some people yeah. won't, is uh, four to 450 rem, which is a fair bit. Um, yeah. 
And then the other thing we talked about was the uh, the blue glow that you get from a radioactive Oh, and whether source. that was the Chernenkov effect or the Higgins it, effect. It is the Cherenkov effect. It's named after a Soviet physicist, Pavel Cherenkov. He uh, shared the 1958 Nobel Prize for that discovery. And huh. there is a, so I had said the Higgins effect, and I think I had that in my head because you were talking about like dark matter and stuff. Like, isn't that the Higgs boson Oh, the Higgs, I was talking about the Higgs field. Yeah, yeah. so I I think that just got in my head. Um, Okay. And yeah, so that's pretty interesting uh, little effect that you get from radiation and water. You get a nice blue glow. It's very Ah, The true Rinkov effect. Not the Higgins effect. Uh, But (laughs) so you get it in air too because it, it ionizes. You know, it's it can you can just just see it through water. It's through water because the medium is thicker. So they actually liken it to like um, basically almost like a sonic boom because the particles are traveling through the medium so fast that it excites the protons and they basically luminesce, I guess, is kind of the the layman's way that I read it on Wikipedia, which is, as we know, the gold standard for this podcast. For sure. And definitely understanding quantum physics is like super easy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Very important to us here to get those details right. I heard a great thing about quantum physics was like the first time you hear something about quantum physics, it'll just break your brain and you'll have, you won't understand it at all. And then the next time you hear about it, you'll go, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> still <laughs> don't no understand. Real, you still don't understand it. You're just like, OK, well, I understand that's a thing, so I'm just going to roll with it. Yeah, totally. Um, so so that's uh, the old Faxmax QA or quality assurance <laughs> FSQA. In terms of of. For my part, like I, you know, I, if I say the first episode, I went back and I corrected a few things that I knew that were obviously wrong. And there has been a few things that I've gotten wrong. So I'll, I'll make a note of them if I recognize them, but I tend not to, to, um, want to research something after I've already gone through and done it. <laughs> but if anyone is listening, like notices something I've said wrong, like more than willing to correct it. Like, absolutely. <clears throat> I don't want to be, I don't want to be just some asshole that's saying things that are wrong. The point oh, is that we don't have the a lot of, of information. Well, I think the point is that we don't have a lot of information. <laughs> yeah, we're just kind of uh, we're just kind of steering through. Yeah, having, we're having a little it. fun with the subject, and and yeah. hopefully, if you if you like it, you go dig a little deeper yourself if you want. Yeah. Just, so speaking of of having fun with the subject, oh we're God. not going to have any fun with today's subject. Oh, is it happen to be like historical and dark and full of death and murder and destruction? Well, it's more. It's a lot more recent than than historical. This actually does kind of veer slightly into true crime, which isn't really what this podcast is, but it's a really, really interesting story. But I do have to give a trigger warning off the hop. This story does involve some pretty dark things. There is some cruelty to animals. Oh, uh, no. there, yeah, there is some um, there is some rape, sexual assault involving minors. Oh, uh, Jesus, man. I know. Why'd you have to pick such a downer? Can we have one happy episode? Just one. We'll try. Humor me. But you'll see why this is kind of a story worth at least telling. Um, So there was this piece of shit. Just a fucking uh, garbage human being. An absolute piece of garbage named uh, Ken Rex McElroy. That's a stupid name. I'm sorry. I always make fun of names. Yeah, he's born June 1st, 1934. He's the 15th of 16 children. God uh, damn, people needed hobbies back in the day. (laughs) Really? Like, after three kids, like, shut it down. 
I'm not going to pass any judgments. I got a family or I got a cousin, my cousin um, or my dad's cousin. So like my second cousin has like 12 kids or something. So and they live out in a farm out in the country. So I'm not going to pass any judgments on that. Oh God. But uh, yeah, I'm going to refer to him alternately as McElroy, as Rexy, because I think that's funny, but probably most of all is a piece of shit. Okay. Because that's what he, that's what he is. Um, Migrant tenant farming family moved between Kansas and the Ozarks uh, before arriving outside of a town and settling down. Town's called Skidmore, Missouri. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> this kid. We'd fit in there in our beaters. Yeah, we would. Just for the record, Matt and I tend to record only in, uh, what do you call these, like tank tops? I, a, white a, white yeah, under, a white undershirt. A white undershirt with no sleeves. It's become a thing for us. Start a little joke, and we look at each other on the cameras, and we laugh. Sometimes we flex for each other. <laughs> it's wonderful. That's it's really wonderful. All right, carry um, on. This guy dropped out of school at the age of 15. He was in the eighth grade, which um, you can do the math on that one. Man, wow. Yeah. That's worse than he, I was. He should not have. Yeah. So school wasn't really in his future. Quickly became known as a cattle rustler, a thief, and a womanizer. I'm sorry, a camel rustler? No, cattle rustler. Oh, I said cattle rustler. I was like, man, no. what, aside from making babies, what what did they do for entertainment back in that day? <laughs> dude, camels, if he was a camel wrestler, this would be the happiest story we've ever yeah, told. Dude, no, I want you to find no, a story of a camel wrestler where the camel oh, wins. Yeah, obviously. That's the true it's, happy it's not a, story. Otherwise, it's just yeah, it's animal a, cruelty. Yeah, it's just a bummer if the camel doesn't win. Okay, so he wrestles um, cattle, and he's yeah, kind he of steals, a near-to-well. He steals livestock is what he does, and he's oh, very okay. good at it, and he sells it, and so he's got a lot of money. And he manages to get charged for crimes, you know, around the town uh, quite often. Uh, he would catch charges for doing various things. We'll kind of get into, you know, the sort of things that he did, Uh the more serious things that he did uh, in a little bit here. he uh, He's already kind of reminding me of my Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2. That's kind of how I rolled. Stole a lot of cattle, yeah. had a lot of money, racked up yeah. a lot of charges. <laughs> did you have a big city lawyer that would get you out of your, uh, would get you out of basically all of your charges? My big city lawyer was my six shooter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so that's not... Yeah, that's not, maybe this is sort of like your Arthur Morgan. So he did have this big city lawyer that would come and, and, you know, kind of bail him out. And while he was charged with 21 crimes or charged with crimes 21 times and all but 20 of them he was acquitted from. No kidding. Uh, in his life. So wow. we're going to start really getting into kind of the specifics of what a piece of shit this guy was with his third wife who I'm, you can find out what her name is if you want. I'm making the conscious decision to not name her because, well, he started dating her, and I'm putting dating in heavy quotation marks when she was 12. Uh, and he was 30. Ugh. So there's no, like, there's no consent there. There's that, that idea doesn't exist uh, in that no. sort of relationship. Um, he's already married at oh, this wow. point. He's, He's married to a lady named Alice. This guy is a and piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. This wow. is just like, this, this is dipping this your... This the beginning of the story. Yeah, and you're you're already like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Um, he gets her pregnant when she's 14. 
Oh boy. And she goes to to live with him and his wife. Um now that's like that's a crime, right? To get somebody pregnant at that age. That's statutory rape. Yeah. Was um, it was it back then? Like I feel like people could get married super young back then. Even then and even there, that was a crime. I, I mean, I like it's it's wrong, of course, but like was yeah. it le- and, so it was a legit crime back then. Oh yeah, it was it was a legit yeah, okay. crime. And so in order to get out of uh, being charged for this, he divorced his current wife, Alice, and he married this girl. So uh, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, <clears throat> back in the day, you could marry somebody that young as long as you were married. Well, and I think you needed the parental consent. That's so So he wasn't, um, he wasn't really getting parental consent, you know, so he had to really go through a a courtship ritual here. And uh, so to give you an idea of what it was like to be courted by Rexy, uh, the piece of shit, uh, he burned down the parents' house and shot their dog. Wow. Yeah. That's Jesus. how he... And then um, something he would, uh, he would do kind of frequently. So he burns down their house. He shoots their dog. They relent because, wow, this guy's fucked up. Yeah, next she, time they're, he's burning us. Right. Yeah. So they, she goes back and lives with them, uh, to, and he marries her to, to, to beat these charges of statutory rape because she'd be the only witness, and she can't testify. At the time, you wouldn't be able to testify against your husband legally in that, that time, I, I believe. Um, she, at one point, she has the baby, and after she has the baby, she tries to take, take the baby and, and flee to, like, an uncle's house. So this maniac goes back to the parents' house, burns down their house again, and shoots their dog again. God I don't know damn, if this dude. was the same dog or if this is a different dog, but this guy's, like, an absolute lunatic. All right. Now, I just need to ask a question because the one thing that I've established from all your stories of history... Yeah. Is life is cheap. Why didn't, oh, yeah. why didn't the dad just shoot the son of a bitch? You know, it's a really good question. Because he was scary. I yeah, think but he's the, not scary if he's dead. I'm just, right, I'm just he's saying not, I'm not advocating murder per se. This uh-huh. is not good dude. He's burned down yeah. your I Maybe like, put a pin in the idea that he's not scarier than a bullet. Somebody shot John Wick's dog and he killed like a hundred people. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know. Scale-wise, this isn't as bad. He's just one dude. He did get, at one point, sent to jail over this whole thing. Like, they did try and charge him with the statutory rape thing, and his third wife was sent to a foster home. Now, because he had this fancy lawyer, yeah, because he had this fancy lawyer, uh, and um, he he never spent more than a night in jail, so he's he's out of jail the next day. And what he would do is he would park outside of the house of these foster parents at all hours of the night. He would stare at them. He'd fire his shotgun into the air. Police didn't do anything about it. He would threaten the family that he was going to take their daughter instead, saying to them that he was going to trade them girl for girl. So, like, wow. he's har- he harassed them for months like this, this absolute piece of garbage. Um, so eventually the third wife went back to him and he faced no consequences for doing what he did. Mostly because, well, he, he, this is what he did. Whenever he got in trouble, 
He'd get out on bail right away, and then he would harass the shit out of victims and witnesses until they wouldn't testify against him. Right. It's kind of a classic tough guy move back in the day. Back in the day, and it's a small town, and there is, I guess there's not enough law enforcement to deal with him, so he bullied and terrorized this town for like 30 years. I hope this story has a happy ending. <laughs> the next I, thing I, I'm that... I'm not sure where this is going, but... Yeah, I know, because it's such it's such an why, awful why fucking we, story. Why are we talking about this guy? Why are we talking about this guy? I'm sure there's a point to it. The next thing that happens uh, with this guy is in July on July 27, 1976. He's, whoa, whoa, 1976. Yeah. Oh, he was born in 34. So I'm like, yeah. For some reason, I'm picturing I'm like the stuff. Yeah, the stuff the that 30s. happens. Yeah, the stuff that happened with the wife is like happening in 73. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 34. Um, yeah, okay. July 27. Like, hold on a sec. Doesn't that make him like 40? Uh, he is born in what? 44, 54, 64, 74. That would make him closer to 40. Closer 30. to 40, yeah, by the time that's going on. Well, that yeah, saves us from a correction next week. So that's <laughs> it's we even go. creepier. It's way creepier. Yeah. Late 30s. Okay. Skin crawling. Uh, July 27, 1976. He is on this guy named Romaine Henry's um, property firing off weapons. I don't know. Just just being a piece of shit firing off weapons on someone's property. This guy goes and confronts him and he shoots him. Like on his own property, this McElroy piece of shit shoots this Henry guy for asking him to not fire weapons on his property. So he gets arrested for that. The guy survives, okay. um, but he, he does get arrested. But of course, he is out on bail right away and pulls exactly the same shit. Uh, guy says over 100 times he parks outside of his house for hours at a time, firing off weapons, you know, directly threatening. The guy still actually went through and took this thing to trial. And then when it got to trial, two of uh, McElroy's buddies get up on the stand and say he was hunting with them miles away. He wasn't there. And it's their word against his because there's no physical evidence. So he, so he, he just got acquitted anyways. That's so greasy. Yeah. At this point, everybody in this town knows who this guy is and knows, like, what's going on. Um, I should say, I'm going to say right now, this is a story of three shootings, and that was the first. Okay. Uh. You know, everybody is, they've been dealing with this shit for years and they've been seeing him get off time and time again. The second shooting happens in 1980 and starts with a dispute over a single piece of candy. <laughs> I would shoot a man for candy. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's my candy. There's this, these 70 year old people named uh, Ernest Bowen Camp and his, his wife Lois, and they run a little grocery store. And one of their clerks caught a little girl stealing a piece of candy and told her that stealing is wrong. But apparently even let her keep the piece of candy, but just like gave her a little lecture and, and sent her on her way. Well, it turns out it was, it was this guy's, it was McElroy's kid. It was piece of shit's kid with the, um, with the wife, uh, the third wife. So not to be slanderous, but the kid's kind of developing a little bit of a well, yeah, a little, little bit of a streak for for the the deviants. Yeah, well, I don't want to, you know. Well, we won't pass it. A lot, I lot mean, of kid, every kid, yeah, kid steals something at one time. 
right? Yeah, we've all um, we've all done it. But I guess the mother comes and just starts tearing a strip off of these people. She oh, comes back with, parent. right? <laughs> yeah, helicopter terrible parent. Uh, she comes back with the husband and screams at them again, and then same thing starts happening. The husband just starts stalking this family for uh, over a piece of candy. Like it's unbelievable behavior, but he, yeah, he's stalking them. He's he's you know sitting outside their house at all hours of the night again, doing the firing off guns so they can't really sleep. They can't get outside to do yard work because they don't want to get into a confrontation with them. Finally, um things kind of come to a head uh the the guys outside the old man is outside of his business waiting for a delivery person or a repair person i think and he runs into to mcelroy and they get into an argument and mcelroy shoots him in the neck with a shotgun whoa yeah that's this fa- that's fucking, gotta be fatal you would think what but this fucking champ this 70 year old absolute champ survives Good for him. Well, he's probably like an old war vet. He's like, fuck you. I took on the Nazis, you motherfucker. I'll be back for you. Yeah. (laughs) He does survive. And, you know, McElroy is uh, arrested and charged with attempted murder. And gets out on bail. Gets out on bail. He never spends more more than one night in jail. How? Because he gets out on bail. I don't know why they're not keeping... This must be like slick as can be. This is like the Saul Goodman... Of the 80s. Yeah. Oh, that's and that's what I'm picturing, too, because there are <clears throat> allegations that maybe this guy was connected to the mob. and. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, he's got some he was flashy at least, suits and fast-talking. and He's a fast-talking big city lawyer, and he knows the law. There's two things that happen here. He, he, he is charged, or sorry, he's charged, he's attempted, uh, with attempted murder. He ends up getting convicted of, a, of I think, a second-degree assault, which is not attempted murder. But no. it is something you would go to jail for. So it's the first thing he's ever been actually convicted of. But he appeals it right away, and he gets out. Of, he's not in jail until he exhausts his appeal. So he's still out in the community while this is going on. Wow. Which is kind of unbelievable at this point. And, like, back in the day, if you had, like, a half bag of weed, even a roach, you could just go to jail and, you know, and that was it. Right, but somehow, somehow this guy's been terrorizing this town for like 30 years at this point, and they can't do a goddamn thing about it. There's two things that allegedly happen here. Allegedly. I'm, allegedly. I, I, I have heard that they did happen. I haven't seen anything that said they didn't, but I'm going to put a heavy alleged because they don't paint law enforcement in a very good light. I'm not like, I don't want to be, I'm, I'm just saying I don't like slandering direct people. <laughs> So I yeah, like putting sure. a dirt. We, we don't want to get sued. It. I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So allegedly, allegedly, the townspeople went to the town marshal and said, "You need to do something about this." Basically, so this town marshal goes and finds him, tries to arrest him, and Rex pulls a gun on him, and the marshal quits his well, job. I mean, you've gotten this, away with it this far. Why right. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You haven't and learned the your lesson. Just, no, and the marshal's just like, well, fuck this. I'm not going to deal with this. Uh, so he he just quits his job. The sheriff, they went to the sheriff and said, what are you going to do about it? And the sheriff allegedly told allegedly. people. Allegedly. Allegedly told people, uh, should one of you shoot him, let us know and we'll collect the body before it stinks. 
<laughs> so law enforcement is basically saying we're not doing anything about this. Uh, you know, it's before the courts or whatever, which is pretty wild compared to how some other people get treated by law enforcement. Yeah, I mean, you uh, think if you pulled your gun on a marshal, you'd think that they'd just, just come back over. with ten of them. Yeah, yeah, that's just game over. Like you're you're probably gonna go away for a couple of years. You've pulled a gun on a federal official. Yeah. By this point, this guy is pretty empowered in what he's doing. Well, it yeah, feels why pretty, wouldn't you be? Yeah. Um, he's driving around town at this point carrying a rifle with a bayonet on it, <laughs> telling people wow. he's going to finish the job with this uh, with this poor Ernest Bowen camp. July 10th, 1981, the town has a meeting with the sheriff, like kind of in the assembly hall. During that meeting, it gets back to the men, you know, gathered there that this McElroy guy is at the local tavern having a beer. And the sheriff, standing in front of all these people, encourages him or them not to get into a confrontation with this guy. And then he walks out of the building and he gets into his police cruiser and he drives out of town. Oh, that's so convenient. (laughs) <laughs> very, very convenient. Meanwhile, more than I, I wonder 30, if he winked too. He's like, "Don't get in a fight now, boys." <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, if, if he did, that's never been that's never been said. <laughs> but yeah, so thirty people go to this bar, crowd into the bar, and tell this guy to fuck off, get lost. We want you to leave. And he sits there and he finishes his beer. And then apparently he bought six beers to go because apparently you could do that there, which I guess you can do that here now in a lot of places. Now, yeah. Uh, you can do that in Vegas. Like You just grab beer, go walk around. It's pretty fucking awesome. Um, gets into his truck. His third wife's sitting there. And out of the blue, shots fired. Multiple guns. Somebody grabbed the wife out of the out of the truck and escorted her into a building. But when all tales told, the engine of the truck was revving because the foot of this guy was down on the accelerator from its weight. He was down against the steering wheel, dead. They found shells from two different types of guns, so at least two people shot him. The crowd went and checked to see what, you know, checked to see if he was still alive. Saw that he wasn't, and then everyone just left. They ne- nobody called an ambulance. Nobody called the police. They just left. Wow. Yeah. The police f- showed up. Body was still exactly in that position, foot down in the accelerator, engine revving. Guy slumped over the steering wheel. Nobody has ever said who pulled the trigger. In a crowd, there was at least 46 people who witnessed this. I actually shouldn't say nobody has ever said well, it. Was, it was the, Maggie Simpson. We all know who she is. Yeah. The wife did point the finger at somebody. I'm not going to name that person either, Over even no, though no, you, no. Can, you can find it on the internet, but like he was never charged. So she said that somebody, that he did it, but you know, nobody else would back her up. And if I'm sure the police knew that if they ever brought it to trial, all it would take was, you know, two or three people in the crowd saying, well, I was watching him. I didn't see him do it. Yeah, yeah, to totally you know. counteract it. Like, right, yeah, we were hunting three across against town. one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. So, yeah, nope. Nobody has ever been charged. 
This is still technically an open case. 46 people watched at least two people gun a man down. And you know what? I would not endorse vigilante justice at any time. No. I I never would do that. Like, Batman's cool and all, but... Right. However, you can kind of look... You can kind of look back at this one and be like, well, they weren't wrong. You know, they weren't wrong. No, no. I mean, he had the, it coming. The, he really did. If you're gonna and are they going to wait until he... Shit. Yeah, for sure. There is, a, you know, a small proscript here. The, the third wife, she did file a lawsuit for $5 million against this person she alleged had killed Allegedly. him. Allegedly. Allege. And the city and the... Uh, uh, the police, she wound up settling for $17,600 with nobody admitting any guilt. So really? she got basically, she got fuck off and go away forever money. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, that's what you get, I guess. So yeah. was, this was the wife that was super young, stuck with him that whole yeah. time? Yeah, she did. And, you know, I kind of struggled with whether to mention her because she does become a part of, or like name her because like I said, it's, she's a matter of public record. She's in these lawsuits and stuff and she's, she did things as an adult that's noteworthy, but because her story starts, you know, out of such a clearly abusive situation, I don't really feel comfortable, you know. Okay. Interesting. She did things as an adult that were noteworthy, like good. No. No, like, like, I mean, noteworthy in terms of the story. Like, she did go and, you know, she, like, she brought her husband into the situation where he wound up shooting uh, Ernest Bowen camp, right? Yeah. You know, over a piece of candy. She would be in the truck with him when he's stalking people. You know, he was kind, she was kind of very much his partner in crime. Okay. But, you know, I also have a very easy time that believing that, you know, she's possibly abused. Well, she was definitely abused. And, like, she was certainly groomed. Like, yeah, there's no doubt about yeah. that. That's that's dark. Yeah. Well, thanks for another dark tale, Matt. <laughs> like, just give me one happy story. What? That I could, what I could, even I could, is... I can, like, show my mom and be like, hey, mom, look, we made this podcast. It's not full of death and murder and, and rape and pestilence. Um. Yeah, we've had all those things. I was thinking pestilence, <laughs> no, but yeah, we've had, we yeah, have had, had pestilence. And, yeah. Yeah. There's no happy stories. There's, there, like the happy dude, there's 100% happy stories. There's got to be a story. happy story. A happy story is a man goes home to his wife, you know, every night. I said a happy story, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so what I mean is like a, ha- a happy story is like nothing happens. No, there's like great achievements in life. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's always a dark side to it. You'd be like, yeah, they built the pyramids. It was slave labor. It was not slave labor. No. No, they they yeah, that's uh that's an outdated view of they they've more recently, you know, discovered like burial sites and stuff and realized that oh, actually they were probably laborers that were paid reasonably well. Oh. They just did it the old the old-fashioned way. Brute force. Well, no, actually no, the old-fashioned way would be slavery. They they were reasonably progressive with um their uh with their labor apparently. Okay. So, why don't we tell that story? <laughs> Do you want to research it? <laughs> hey, no, this isn't okay, my job. I'm, I'm gonna tell that story right now. Hey, a guy wanted to big a, build a big building, so he hired a bunch of people to do it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's that story. Oh God! <laughs> All right, let's wrap up this. 
shit show here. <laughs> I got Kev's closing fact for you. All right. Can't so, wait. Uh, you know, back to the whole December thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, I really picked a bummer Christmas story, huh? No. No, that's probably your next episode. It's like a Christmas tale of death and destruction. Yeah, I'm like the girlfriend in the Gremlins movie. Just have a horrible story about everything. <laughs> You're Debbie Downer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> All right. So we got Kev's closing fact here. I actually wrote shit down for once. Can you believe it? Well, I, get- I can see the notepad. I can, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a full page of hand scratch. Holy shit. I know, man. I'm I'm all about this now. I'm getting serious. Okay. December. It's mm-hmm. a month. <laughs> Thank how you. To, how to <laughs> how to <laughs> how to get its name? Um I want you to know I, this. Um it's tied in with uh well it's it was the 10th month, like de- deck December. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. So if you don't know, December, which is our 12th month, was originally named after Decim, which was 10, decimal, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it's, uh, it was the 10th month of the early Roman calendar. Yep, and then we, we got July for, like, Julius, Julius and we got August Ag- for Augusta. Augustus. Yeah. Sep- uh, Julius September, Caesar I assume, fixed- was 7 at some point. Yeah, Julius Caesar did like one thing to the calendar and then someone else did something like shortly after. Caesar like mostly fixed it, but he fucked up leap years or something and then um and then someone else corrected that later. So I don't think he put in August because that wasn't his name, but he Yeah. I don't know. I'm fuzzy on how that happened, clearly. That's all right. We can address it in FSQA next week. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) All right. Well, that's our show, folks. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Twitter and follow us wherever, uh, you know, find pods or cast. Absolutely. Have a great night. Have a good one. Bye. Week. I don't know why I said night. (laughs) We're not back tomorrow. (laughs) Bye.